Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your Ivory Tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president of McGregor Amedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. This episode is going to be a barrage of information. It's going to be every new marketing idea that Carice and I can think of that we assume our listeners either haven't tried yep, or they've only barely dabbled in. Or maybe have never even heard of. There you I'm go. hoping we can bring some of those to you guys too. There you go. So we're going to come at you with a bunch of ideas and of course, just to weed out the stuff that doesn't apply to you or that doesn't interest you. And our hope is that you come away with one new thing that you can try confidently and hopefully it brings some positive buzz to your book. So first idea, and this is especially for people who write nonfiction, I think this could work really well. And that's to do like just go to random people on the street or at a con or wherever you are and ask them a question and put it like, make sure you're on Facebook live or Instagram live and ask them a question that has to do with your book. So for example, if you are writing about financial investing, you can ask people, do you know your net worth? Do you know your net worth? Do you and like those kind of oh, like those like this. those like on the street yes. type of things that like late shows do where they yeah. sometimes get funny answers, sometimes get insightful answers. Um, I had this, um, well, I've, I've got an author actually who does this and he's, he writes in the Christian market. So he just randomly goes up to people and is like, do you believe in God? And so like that kind of thing, I mean, that's just such a, that's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. And it really puts people on the spot and it results, my net worth. <laughs> it, results it results in a video that like, it makes you want to watch it as yeah. it might make you feel uncomfortable. It might, I mean, I've had all kinds of feelings when I watch his videos because it's just mm-hmm. like, whoa, man, this is intense. But of course he does that. He does it in a very joyful, you know, happy way. So he's very right. non-threatening. Right. Um, but I was just thinking how you could take this idea and apply it to almost any nonfiction topic. Those types of videos, if you do great with, if you can edit them well, then that's the kind of video that I think could easily go viral. Right. Well, and you can start that as something like a Facebook live or Instagram live and then edit it down to just the best responses, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, we all know how much the live feature, the stories, the the kind of content that just disappears. Mm -hmm is getting pushed these days. Like that's mm-hmm. apparently what people yep. are watching, but yeah. So then you're, you're taking something that gives you that live content and then turning it into something that's a permanent asset for your brand as well. Yep. So yeah, that's a great idea. Yep. So one of the sites that I frequent a lot, um, but I rarely ever meet other authors or writers or really any publishing industry people who tout um, the strength of it is something called Reddit. If you're not familiar with Reddit, think of like the the message boards at the beginning of the 2000s where people would gather about maybe you like fly fishing or you're really interested in a certain kind of book or you just want to look at like 
pictures of people nailing bread to trees. That's also a thing. So Reddit is like this big community. It has all of these other little arms called subreddits. And each subreddit is dedicated to its own type of thing. So there's a fantasy subreddit for anything that falls into the genre of fantasy. There's a self-published subreddit that's just for people who are self-published either currently or want to be self-published. So pretty much anything that you can find in the writing industry, you can find a subreddit for it, not just on the business side, but also on the writing side of it. Um, so one of the, the subreddits that I like to read a lot, I haven't done a lot of posting there, um, is something called writing prompts, where people will, in the subreddit, they'll submit a writing prompt. And then in the comments of that post, people will post their writing prompt to it. And it'll be off the wall topics like being able to freeze time or just anything that's kind of interesting and weird or creative or just sparks that energy. And I think using Reddit for that as an author is a really smart way to get your name out there because you're providing free content and you don't have to spend a ton of time on it. It doesn't have to be 5,000 words. In fact, if you can make it just a couple hundred words, that's way better because everybody's got time for that if you're already sitting on that kind of website anyway. Another one that I see done on Reddit a lot that people absolutely love and that will help generate more sales for your books is something called an AMA which stands for Ask Me Anything. And this is really good for fiction and nonfiction. There's a true crime, there's several true crime subreddits. And a lot of times people who have just written a true crime book will say, hey, I'm gonna do an AMA this Saturday, I'll be online, 3 p.m. Eastern time, log on, ask me any questions you want. And they'll answer the questions that are submitted to them, mostly. <laughs> Like they're not going to give everything away because they do want you to go read the book, but it's also a great opportunity because we all know that when we're writing, we cannot possibly include everything that we know, fiction or nonfiction, about that book actually in the book. So an AMA is a great way to say, hey, it didn't, you know what, we covered some of this in chapter seven, but I didn't fully get into it. So here's the answer to your question, and I can give you more details if you want to read the full story. My book is like, you usually don't plug it in the comments. You just say, hey, I'm releasing a book about this. And then that's it. But an AMA is a really, really awesome way to provide entertainment or information to the exact person who would want that entertainment or information. It's like a shortcut to finding mm -hmm. your audience, basically, because everybody said, yeah, I, I get great content here. I hang out here. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Like it's so hard to find your audience. And yet something like Reddit is like, oh, there's 30,000 people on this subreddit. There's 500,000 people, right. you know, and right. they're, they all like the thing that you're, that you do. Maybe they'll like the way you do that thing. Right. I've thought about this so much for my authors, like, especially the authors who write like historic fiction or historical romance. Mm -hmm. You better believe there are Reddits for people who love the Victorian era or, the wild west america and oh, yeah. even like specific things within those right time periods so you can really drill down into something that hits your book yep. specifically as a novelist yeah 
And even if, even if the sub is not huge, even if it only has 2,500 or 8,000 members, that's okay because those are all people who really like that specific thing, mm-hmm. you know, especially like, yeah, the smaller you get into those kind of subs, the more dedicated mm-hmm. that fan base is. And on the business side of it, I mean, if you get business advice on Reddit, take it with a grain of salt because you have no idea who's sitting on the other screen, mm-hmm. don't really know their qualifications, but it can be a good way to make yourself known in a community where you have expertise. And that doesn't necessarily have to be writing either. If you have expertise in something else and say you're a a doctor and you're writing a book concerning some medical topic, there's plenty of subreddits for that too, where you you can provide something for free that doesn't take a whole lot of time you don't have to you don't have to maintain it the way that you have to maintain a facebook page you don't have to worry about constant engagement mm-hmm. because you can view people's entire post history so even just one comment that does really really well if it tracks back to oh wow this person has been doing this for months and mm-hmm. they actually try to help people or they give great self publishing advice or whatever mm-hmm. that can really really funnel readers to you you mentioned not staying within the writer subreddits. And I agree. I mean, like venture out, go to where there are just fans of a random topic and it has nothing to do with writing, nothing to do with books. They're just fans of a television show that hits your book's genre and themes or a topic about being about about the medical field or whatever it is that fits your area of expertise. And that's where you're going to find new people who aren't being constantly barraged with buy my book, buy my book, buy my book. And it'll feel like a more unique experience for them. Right. Because if you're commenting on things and your only approach to it is, well, I wrote a book and you like this stuff and my book is about this stuff. So you should buy my book. You're, you're not going to be well received. You have to be genuine in your Mm -hmm. communication and in your desire to contribute to the overall community and Mm -hmm. to everybody's positive experience. Yeah. We'll move on to the next one soon, but I just want to, I want to say that after talking about this before, Carice, with you, like this whole idea of yeah. AMAs, I'm working with um, a guy who he was in a band around, you know, 2005, 2006. They toured the world. They sold a bunch of records. They charted on Billboard. Um, and now he's, he's writing a book. His band was with a record label, Tooth and Nail, that is very, has like this cult following. And I was like, I just wonder what there I can is, find. There. <laughs> there is a uh-huh. like a Tooth and Nail Reddit. There is um, like there's like some Reddits about some other record labels that are similar. And there's also Reddits about just being a fan of that genre at that time. Um, and I was like, right dude, he could go into these spaces and they would recognize his name. Here are your people. Yes. Here are your people. Do an AMA. And then that's Mm -hmm. how you push your book. Mm -hmm. So another idea that seems to be working for people is to host an online summit. And this is a super time intensive, (laughs) labor intensive type of thing. But I have known authors who will host a summit and they'll come out with um, 1,800 email addresses 
6,000 email addresses. And these are the email addresses of the people who have attended their summit. And of course, then they're using those email addresses in the future to promote their books and promote their products. And what a summit is, it's just this online gathering of people in which you have speakers or you talk about topics and then people either pay or they, or you let them in for free and they listen. It's like attending a conference without having to leave your home, but right. it's usually, it's usually hyper-focused on a very specific thing. And you bring the experts in to talk, you promote your book throughout. And I've just heard authors come away with just really, really good results. It's expensive to get going because many times the way in is to buy um some kind of how to run a summit right package. summit yes <laughs> yes amanda are you pushing a pyramid scheme on us yeah. <laughs> right. but the good news is once you've taken that course then you can just replicate it over and over and you can continue to then right. get those email addresses from the people who attend promote your book and um you can even make a little money on it which yeah. of course goes back into the summit. <laughs> One of the things I've seen done, and it was especially really big back in March and April, and it is still a super valid thing in my opinion, is reading a chapter of your book live. Um, one of my author friends actually read her entire book. Um, I think she started in March, like end of March or April. And wow, every night she would read a chapter of the book. She would get on Facebook live. She would check in with people. She called out people specifically by name, remember details about them. And then after maybe 15, 20 minutes or so, she would read a chapter. She'd be on for a little bit after that. And then she would do it all again, the same time the next night. And I thought that's a great way to get some community involvement. And I do think it's really more of a way to get community involvement rather than necessarily attract new readers. I guess it, it could be used to attract new readers, but I think it's mostly for pumping that engagement up, keeping people interested. Mm. And um, I could see it working really well if you're doing a series and if you're about to launch book two or book three. And of course you would want to be reading book one to everybody. So that's ex as accessible as possible. Hmm. Have, have you seen people reading chapters of their books and, and how's that gone for them? Do you have authors who've done it? I do. And I've actually have publishers, a lot of the big publishers pushing it on authors saying, really get on Facebook live, read a chapter of your book. Like they see a bump, like, yeah. you know, when people do that. Right. So if you're tradi traditionally published, they probably don't want you reading the whole thing but they are absolutely okay with you reading one or two chapters and right. you can always ask to read more. Right. Um, and if you're self-published, nobody can tell you. Exactly. No. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I've had publishers be like, you need to do this. And like telling my authors to do it. And at first I was like, what? what? <laughs> like, Cause I am not the kind of person who would sit there and listen. So to me, it was like, why would you do that? Right. But it, but people do, they, they stick around and they watch those videos. Yeah. So another idea, and this is just, I'm just starting to see this pop up because, you know, Instagram re reels is a relatively new feature. 
Yeah. Um, and then I just got a new iPhone and it has like this clips app, which makes it super easy to make videos and edit them. Like as you make them, it's ridiculous. Nice. Right. So of course I'm starting to see these kinds of mini videos pop up on, especially on Instagram, where usually there's not audio and it's just someone doing something with text that's kind of funny and snarky and like, right. here's how to get a date. And like, they do everything that you're not supposed to do to get a date, right. you know, to be entertaining. Right. And it's, that could be such a great way to create content that has the potential to go viral. And that's the goal with these, put together a little video, make it fun, make it entertaining it's going to get shared around and hopefully it'll boost your platform while it's getting, you know, shared around Instagram or whatever it is. And stuff like that doesn't have to be exactly about your book, but it does need to be, it should probably try to at least be genre fall, adjacent. Yeah. Fall you know in the family. I mean? Right. Right. In the family. Exactly. So yep. if you are a romance novelist, the whole idea of like how, how to get a date could be a great you know, oh, yeah. a great one. Um, or if you're, if you're writing science fiction fantasy, like how to tame a dragon, you know, like just those kinds of funny, not yeah. funny, but entertaining. You, you want to make people smile. Yeah. You might puff air out of your nose when you're watching it kind of thing. <laughs> right. My last one is new social media platforms, the pros and the cons, because I'm sure you've seen it. On your Facebook feed, I rejoined Facebook in the last week, which we'll see how long it sticks. Mm -hmm. There's a new social media thing called Parlor. There's one that's called MeWe. MeWe, yep. MeWe. MeWe. Yeah, see, it's not, that's, that's not for me. Not great. And so I've seen a lot of people saying, I'm making the switch, which has been weird because the way I found out about Parlor was when that uh, sheriff was fired for calling for violence against Democrats. And I was like, oh. And then I got on Facebook and saw several friends saying, I'm making the switch to Parlor. I was like, huh. whoa, that's a decision. Huh. Um, uh, so Parlor like started as supposed to be completely non-biased because people are getting tired of fact checking. Yeah. So they promised like, we'll never ban anyone. You can say whatever horrible thing you want to say. But now they are banning people, but they're banning the people who are like trying to talk to the people who are spreading conspiracy theories and prove to them, hey, this is a false conspiracy theory. So the person <laughs> who's trying to tell the truth is getting banned. So it's really not free speech. It's just an echo chamber, which mm -hmm. you can find better, better echo chambers. But I've seen people asking with those two platforms, because they're trending right now, well, how do I... How do I use those for my career? How do I connect with readers on those things? And I'm here to say, A, I don't know because I'm not on them. I'm not familiar with them. But I can talk to you guys about the pros and the cons about going over to platforms like that. And for me, the biggest pro if you do that is that it's not being done as much as it's been done on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So it's a smaller pond and you have a chance to be a bigger fish in that smaller pond. Yeah. The con is that the social media apps that are more popular are so ingrained in us at this point that I just, I struggle to see how, unless you're doing something brand new, like TikTok did, nobody was doing what it mm -hmm. was that TikTok provided. And these are services where it's more 
well, we're Facebook, but we're not Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And that just, well, then, okay. Well, it reminds me of Google Plus, right? It, yeah, or whatever Which, it was called. I thought you, in. you said Plus, I said Circle, but that's <laughs> the point is that it was Google and we all had Gmail, but all they really did is just kind of give a primary color theme to a Facebook-ish website. Yeah. And, and then you had to like, you had to like organize all of your friends into all of these circles. And that was just so time consuming and required a lot of thought. Yeah. And yeah. that was their big selling point that you can like, you can better show, you can better dictate who sees what information, but it just was so much. And so, yeah, they weren't really offering a different right. experience at the end of the day than Facebook. Exactly. So, I mean, can you maybe find new readers on new social media platforms? Yes, of course. And it can be a good way to grow yourself. When Facebook started pushing their video stuff, if you remember a little while back when Facebook didn't have a marketplace and didn't have a watch option, when Facebook watch first came out, it was a hot, hot race to try to claim as much real estate as you possibly could because it was so brand new and not everybody was doing it yet. But they have the followers, they have the users behind them to make something like that successful. So if you want to try it, try it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't full on hitch your wagon to that one because you just, you don't know where it's going to go. It's really a matter of knowing your audience. Are they going to be over there on those platforms? Um, And are you being hindered on Facebook by sharing about your book? And we know from the documentary, The Social Dilemma, that Facebook does really kind of control what we see and you know, they're, they're, they're doing it all so that we spend the most time on the platform. But that means that someone's post about their book probably is going to have a harder time getting through to people who are being bombarded by all this other content because Facebook, you know, right. They control everything. So I think that's something to also consider. Like, do you feel that your experience on Facebook is really being controlled and then that may be a reason to hop over, but goodness, do not close down your Facebook account at all. Keep it running because chances yeah. are these other platforms are going to fizzle out within six months. Yep. Man. Yeah. I have no interest in, and there was like Mastodon for Twitter. That's like the, the Mastodon is the Mastodon is the Twitter alternative that all of my, um, far left friends were jumping on when they were mad that Alex Jones wasn't being banned from Twitter. I was going to say, what are the, what's the far left mad about with Twitter? That's like one of our home bases, man. Guys run Twitter. We run Twitter. <laughs> like I'm too afraid to post. People because... ruin people's careers on Twitter. So there you have it. There's a bunch of new marketing ideas that you probably haven't tried and that Carice and I think are worth the time, the energy, the investment because they just might work. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gate Crashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link, paypal.me slash gatecrashers, or log into PayPal and search us using our username, which is at gatecrashers. And be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode. <laughs>